hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode of the Spotlight. Uh, today's topic at hand is Leonard Skinnerd. Joining me today, The Breeze. How you doing, man? They call me The Breeze. I keep breathing down the road. So, so yeah, the reason, like, for those who don't know why I call him The Breeze is actually because there's a like, song like by Leonard Skinner called Call Me The Breeze. So, and his like, birth name is Breeze, so I call him The Breeze because of that song. Heck yeah, I don't mind it. That mean you did a couple uh, at karaoke, we say that. We sing that song together. Yep. Yep. Uh, we sure did. Um, but but yeah, that's that's a little fun little fact of um why I call him the breeze is because there's a song that's literally called "Call Me the Breeze." So I do I do that. Yep. And. So, like, so yeah, um, just, like, let's see, a couple days ago was actually the anniversary of the infamous plane crash. So, um, let, let's uh, take about, I'd say, three seconds for the, the moment of silence for the people that that died during that plane crash. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, Leonard Skinner, man, is one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, yeah, mine too. In fact, I, um, uh, I, was, I used to do karaoke the other night with Movie Mike, and I did two Leonard Skinner songs. I did Simple Man and uh, Sweet Home Alabama, which was your song, but you're not here, so I figure I can do it. <laughs> well, that's debatable because. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I you, sent you the videos. Yeah, and you, like, you sounded horrible. <laughs> yeah, I was having a bad night. <clears throat> So so yeah, uh, but but I my but um yeah man um whenever I do karaoke, Sweet Home Alabama is always my last song. And I always there's been a couple times that I went where they were uh, Sweet Home Alabama wasn't the last. Yeah. But. But nine times out of ten, Sweet Home Alabama is the last song because, like, for me, because that's, uh, that's, like, when usually the crowd, like, comes live and, like, there and they're singing along with me and kind of feel like a rock star on, on that, and, like, during that time, usually. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. No, and, like, that's why I usually say that for last because I know that usually gets, like, the best reaction um 
so like so uh, and because because I usually have the opposite effect with um, Billy Squires the stroke. Yeah. Because every time I play that, like that song, I played it twice uh, back at the pub that we used to go to. Um, and both times that I play that, all I would get at the end of the song is stone silence. Really? Where I don't get, I don't get any applause. I get nothing. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> damn, dude. Now, when you live, do you ever go to karaoke and do Sweet Home Alabama or no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do. And do you get the same applause as you would here? Uh, it's a hit and miss. It usually depends on the crowd. On the night. Yeah. It dep- yeah. Like, uh, but one thing that I actually do like um, at the karaoke place that I go to, where the one that we go, that I go to didn't have, is that they actually had uh, microphone stands. Yeah. So I I thought that that was pretty cool. Where the uh, the karaoke place that we we went to, they didn't really have microphone stands. Yeah, but you see it now. The DJ wipes down the microphone stand every time someone uses the the mic. I feel like I'm about getting executed just using that damn thing. But I digress. (laughs) Yeah, but um, but yeah. um... There's one question I want to ask. Shoot. Why is it that every time, every concert, and someone always yells out "Free Bird"? Even notice that? Um, the, I mean, I don't know for like a a hundred percent why, but in my opinion, and it's just a pure speculation. I've done like no research on this. Yeah. But I think like the reason why. Is because like Freebird was actually on their very first album, yeah, and that, and I think that was like their their most famous song at the time. Uh huh. And I think, I think that's why. Wow, it's I think a fourteen it like minute the, song. I think it's like the the very first a big hit. I think that's why. Well, it's a 14-minute song. Well, I know, uh, I know, because I actually seen Leonard Skinner in concert, uh, five times. I hope to make it, because I had to make it, uh, half a dozen times, uh, this year. Wait a minute, I thought you all died in the plane crash. Um, the original guy, yes, uh, like, Ronnie Van Zant, but his brother Johnny... Um, has been been playing like 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 is like the front man now. Is his what was it? His son was in the band, or someone was in mm. the band that he just no died. his brother. 
his brother um, is in the band now. No, remember we were talking about me and I'm showing you that someone from uh, died in, I think it was 2011. Oh, oh, um, I think it was like uh, one of the original band members. Oh, was it? Yeah. We were talking about this offline, and, and, and I said, oh, yeah, he died in 2011. He's like, oh, I did not know that. Because the original, because the only original band member left of Leonard Skinner is Gary Washington. Yeah. He is literally the only one left. And, and, uh, once, uh, once that he passes away, like, God willing, not for a very long time, or if he, like, decides to retire, uh, they can't use the band like the band name Leonard Skinner anymore. Well, that's bull crap. Uh, because like the like the rules is that you have to have at least one original member from the like from the band to still use the name. That's fair. You I was going to do free, I was going to do Freebird one time. We were at karaoke, and you were like, "What song are you going Freebird?" He's like, "If you do Freebird, me and you are not friends no more." I'm like, "Okay, we'll do Freebird." <laughs> uh, like only because like, well, actually, I didn't know that there there is actually a karaoke version. Yeah. That it they they like cut it down to like four minutes. I didn't know that until God, because until much later because I'm like because I thought that you know like man that song is going to take forever for you to do like ten minutes. People will be pissed like where's my freaking turn? I want my turn at karaoke. Got it? Yeah. See the part. Like, see the thing is, like, where, like, where you're at, um, there's a very good chance that you'll, um, that that you that you will have, um, like a pretty good uh, amount of songs in your set list, yeah. like two, three, four, five, six. I think like the highest I've ever gotten uh, where that like, where like we used to go to. With like yeah. ten songs, was but the like, yeah, I think there was like one night where there wasn't like a whole lot of people, yeah. and we and we were able to get like uh a lot of songs in because there wasn't a whole lot, yeah. But a few times that I went with Thunder to karaoke, you're like like you you will only get two because there's like so many people that does it. Oh, yeah, because we, we, I did, last time I went to karaoke with Marie White, I did three songs and he did three songs. But then again, yeah, it, wasn't but, that, it wasn't that crowded, but. But, uh, but, my, but Mike, though, for some reason, he just likes leaving early. I'm like, dude, it's only like 10 o'clock. Yeah, but he he worked early in the morning. You understand that? So, like, so did I. 
Yeah, that's true. So did I, and I'm like, dude, it's only freaking ten o'clock. My, this like that's just like a freaking joke of like going going out just for like three songs. Yeah, but. But, but yeah, um, back to uh, back to Skinner. But yeah, um, I was actually shocked uh, from what you told me that um, that Ronnie's uh, daughter Tammy passed away earlier this year. I think. Yeah, which is pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, what? Like, what did? Um... What did she die die from? Was it natural causes or what? Um, let me look it up. Hold on. Let me clear my own laptop here. It might hear a little boy. There you go. Uh, booting it up, I take it. Yeah. So what was the name Ronnie's Vincent? That that yeah. was that. What was the name know, of that was the original singer, the the Tammy, the Tammy Van Zant. Uh, cause of death. Do 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 do. I'm looking up biography, husband, birthday. He is 54. According to online media housing, it's been reported that Tammy Vince was facing minor health issues for a long time. Huh. But it doesn't say what she died of? Nope. Well, that that's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah. Um, I know one. I know that there was actually, uh, one, like one. Uh, like, I actually read a like a couple of fun facts that I I remembered off the top of my head. <laughs> that, that that in Sweet Home Alabama, where they where you hear "Turn It Up." Yeah. That was actually not supposed to be in the song. Really? Yep. Um, what was like that? What was? Yeah, I'm, I'm tongue tied for that second. That was actually just like Ronnie telling his uh, like producer that his uh, that his microphone was like too low and he needed to turn it up. Oh. Like so, when you just like and when you hear it, uh, turn it up. Um, like I said, that wasn't supposed to be in the song. That was just uh, him telling his uh, producer, like, "Hey, my mic, I need uh, up a little bit more." Yeah. And um, and then they and then they said, um, "Oh shoot, uh, we recorded that," and they're like, "Oh, we'll just leave it in there." Well, that's a good, I mean, I'm landing after it in there, you know. That's a good, how you say, well, outtake or intake or. Uh, I would say it was kind of like a blooper because no, that was outtake. not supposed to be in the song. 
there was an outtake. Well, it wasn't really an outtake because because uh, it it's in the song. Yeah. And then um, when fast forward to like years later, I forget the exact album it was on. Excuse me. Um, like Johnny Van Zandt, he actually re-recorded that song. Yeah. And in the re-recorded version, the one with Johnny, uh, like Turn It Up wasn't in there. Oh, that's stupid. Well, no, because I remember it was not uh, meant to be in the song in the first place. But that's the best part of the song. I'm going to go turn it up. minute someone says, Ikiyoki, that's the song. They go, turn it up. They know what's and, coming. And, uh, and then uh, also in Johnny's version, uh, Sweet Home Alabama is actually um, is, is actually a lot slower than, than Ronnie's version. Really? Yes. Well, he talks about Neil Young in that song. Well, that's... Talks, uh, huh? That's right. I mean, I mean, it's all, like, the same words and stuff. You know, like, no, like nothing got taken out of it other than, you know, turn it up. Mm-hmm. And and the pace was... Uh, the only difference is that the pace uh, is a lot different, too. Yeah. And and obviously, um, every everybody loves Ronnie's version because that's what a everybody knows, and b it's a lot better because it's it's a like in my opinion it's like a lot, lot more faster pace because at certain parts that it's just like, you know when he's saying like when Johnny. Uh, you know, sing in the uh, of his version of "Sweet Home Alabama." Uh, it there was like a lot of times that it was just like too dragged out. My, yeah. that's not what that that's not really what that song, dude, about. But I'm uh, I, the fact that you uh, you that you were trying to make it your own. Yeah, but. So, but yeah, every time, every time that uh, you see Skinner, obviously that uh, he he doesn't sing his version of "Sweet Home Alabama." He sings his brother's. So, according to this article, it says Neil Young said that Alabama was never meant to be a specific to the state. He simply wanted a southern state that seemed to fit what he had to say. Uh, Ethne, the song is more about a personal thing than it is about a state, he explained. And I'm just using that name and that state to hide whatever it is I have to hide. I don't know what that means. So that's what he, that's what, because I guess Neil Young was talking shit about Alabama because he was from the north. So let's get a lyric about Neil Young. Yeah, because Sweet Home Alabama was like a response to that, uh, like to that song. Yeah. Um, another like fun little fact is that the song "Give Me Three Steps" 
was actually based on a true story. Um, basically what it was, um, it, it was, um, based on a real life experience of what happened to, uh, Gary Rossington. And after he got done with that, that experience, he told Ronnie about it. Yeah. And one thing led to another. They, they decided to make that into a song. Yeah. So, so that, like, so like I said, that, that song was actually based on real life events of what happened to Gary Rossington. Well, another one of my favorite songs that they do is Simple Man. Um, it's it's and a lot of meaning to me. Simple Man is, is a good one. Like, that's one of my favorites. But my all-time favorite is uh, Traveling Man. Yes. And, and the reason why uh, Traveling Man is, is my all-time favorite is because um, Traveling Man is actually one of the few songs that uh, Ronnie did not get a chance to record in studio when he was alive. Yeah. And and then Leonard Skinner came out with an album called uh, 20. Yeah. And... And they they included that song in there, and that the way that they they did it was they used audio clips like from like the live version from yeah. like, you know back in the day when uh, Ronnie sang it, and they yeah. put it in in the studio version, like like so so um. Like so, Johnny was able to sing that song in studio with his brother Ronnie. Wow! And and um, I thought that was so awesome. Like when I learned that story, like when I learned about that, yeah, um, that that instantly became one of my favorite. That that instantly became my favorite song of Skinner's of all time. Because of like that reason. Now, you and I talked about this offline, and I'm going to talk about it now on on the podcast. That one thing that always like ticks me off is like whenever I see somebody on YouTube in the comment section bashing Johnny Van Zant because he's not his brother Ronnie. I mean, it and um, it it irritates the crap out of me because I try to tell as many people as I can. Whenever I see it, I respond. Listen, Johnny is is Ronnie's brother, not Ronnie's clone. Yeah, he's not like he's not going to be be like Ronnie. Yeah, there's never going to be another Ronnie Van Zant. He was a one of one of a kind, and and Johnny is not trying to to replace Ronnie. He's just trying to carry on his legacy. 
if it wasn't for Johnny, Leonard Skinner might not uh, be touring right now. Yeah. I either that or they will have they would have like a, um, a completely like different person in there and who knows like what the direction that they could have done, you know, with uh Skinner after that. They could have turned the band into something it wasn't. Yeah. And and, jo- and Johnny um I I'm glad that Johnny was one that that took the place of Ronnie because I uh, because you know that he was not going to tar- like, tarnish his brother's legacy. Yeah. It's like comparing Chris Farley with his brother or Jim Malusi, uh, Jane Malusi with his brother Jim. Yeah. It's not, it, you can't compare it because it's like comparing Apple to Orchard. You know? Yeah. And. And if. And it pisses me off, like whenever people bashing Johnny because he's not Ronnie, I'm like, yeah, like well, unfortunately Ronnie passed. Yeah. Now deal with it. No, uh, it's really sad, but you can't change the past. You just yeah. can't. Um. Now, now uh, there was. Now the cause of the of the plane crash like varies, like from like from sources, because uh-huh. like because I remember that like, you like you told me that you read something that it was like due to like a really bad um, like storm that yeah. caused the plane to go down, but I read that they actually ran out of fuel mid flight, so. Sources like varies, but like, but um, but also, but no matter like what you know, like what uh, people say, like the reason why it gone down, the place that they say, like, you know, where it the plane ended up. That no matter what you read will like stay the same. They all agree that hey, the plane at this location. Yeah. So they all agree on that. They just like don't agree on what caused the plane to go down. Now, if I remember that. So okay, well, this is what happened. On October 20th, 1977, a Carrier CV-240 passenger aircraft ran out of fuel and crashed on a wooden area near Gillsburg, Mississippi, United States. Started by the rock band Leonard Skinner from L&J Company of Anderson, Texas, it was flying from Greenfield, South Carolina to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Crashing near its destination. Okay. So, so as according to Wikipedia. So um, so yeah, the peep the.
The what? Oh, crap. You there? Oh, no. No issue. So, like, can you hear me? I hear you now. Good. All I right. Hear so, you now. Um, so, yeah, if I remember correctly, the band, like, the band members that was in that plane crash was Ronnie Van Zandt. Uh-huh. Um, Alan Collins, which was, uh, like... And his sister. No, okay, so it was Larry Skinner's niece, Falklands, Lady Van, Ronnie Van Zandt, guitarist and Falklands, Steve Gaines, back and forth, Falklands, Cassie Gaines, which is Steve's older sister. So, assistant okay. Role, assistant role manager, Dean Kilpatrick. Captain Walter McCreary and First Officer William John Gray all died as a result of the plane crash. Okay, so I was half right. I just got the the names mixed up, but mm-hmm. I was half right. I didn't. I I do know that it was. I didn't know that it was uh, one of the band members and his sister. Yeah. So. I, I was half right. I just didn't get the name right. Yeah. So. But, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they're, like, the last album that Ronnie Van Zandt did was uh, Street Survivors. Yeah. And, and that was in 1977, the, the same year as the plane crash. And on that, you'll see that there is actually two versions of the cover. The original version of the cover actually depicted the entire band on a street with a fire yeah. beside them. And then um, after the plane crash, they updated the cover where it uh, showed um, like the band, like the band. But they took them out of like the street, like, and they removed the fire, and then they added, um, I think, like a, a like spotlight or something. It's just like, uh, freaking, uh, it's just like if it happened, like before, if it happened, okay, it'd be like two covers. One that happened before nine eleven, and one. That happened after nine eleven. It's something like that. Yeah, kind of. But, but yeah. Um. So yeah, that was actually the last album that that um that Ronnie did when he was alive. Now, my favorite. I was telling you earlier. That there was a scene in a movie, a uh, Happy Madison movie, called uh, Joe. You're talking about Joe Dirt, aren't you? Joe Dirt, yes. Yeah, Joe Dirt. And with like, Joe Dirt, two beautiful loser. Huh? Like you're talking about beautiful loser. Yes. 
Well, you yeah. go back in time and he meets a very young Leonard Skinner, and that is my favorite scene of that movie. Oh, yeah, mine too. But yeah, man, uh, but yeah, Leonard Skinner is, is, like, is one of those, um, it's like one of those bands that has like a cult following that everybody like loves them like around the world. Of course, I mean the music is timeless. Oh yeah, um, everybody loves them like around the world. Um, like not to mention that, um, uh, you know, like they've like they've like like they had things like. Where they had a scene in Beautiful Loser of like Joe Dirt, like you know they depicting, you know the earlier days of like Leonard Skinner. They had in uh, Fuller House like like Kimmy shouting out Freebird, you know, you know like they like they just um have like so many different things that. That they that that they said and, and you know that that they were able to do, and honestly, I think that Ronnie, if he was still alive, he would be proud of like what he, like what his band and like become. Yeah, so too. You know, I, so I yeah, I think he would be very proud of what his band became. Like just like despite like the haters, um, you know that you know the bashing his brother. Yeah, I mean, and that band had talent. Yes, yes, uh, they 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 sure did. They uh, not not did they do they they definitely have talent. One thing a lot of these bands like don't have these days, uh, not just bands like singers, because they're from a time that you had to have talent. Well, I remember the uh, what was the greatest part? Uh, it has to go with Skidden's uh, guitarist. Um, Gary Washington. Yes, Gary Washington. Yeah, like he's definitely up there, man. He he's definitely up there. The guitar solo from amazing. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um. Yeah, the, he's definitely up there as one of the greatest. I'd say I'd definitely put Gary up there with um with Jimi Hendrix and and uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh yeah. So definitely. Um. In 2018, Lenskin announced the rest 
of the Street Survivor Farewell Tour was started on May 4, 2018 to support acts including Kid Lot, Hank Williams Jr., Band Company, and the Charlie Daniels Band. Yeah, I I actually uh, I I went to one of the concerts like during that tour and I was ticked off, dude, because I thought they were going to be done because it was called the farewell tour, and I bought like several T-shirts, and now that they're like worthless because that because they're still touring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't call like don't call it the farewell tour if you're not going to be done. Well, I mean, we'll have a farewell tour like people Rolling Stones have done. Like who? The Rolling Stones. Oh, I I don't know how many they did. Too many to count. Well, in 2005, they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with uh, a long-time class service, Blondie, Miles, and the Stephen Stones. Man, dude, uh, Skinner kind of sticks out like a sore thumb out, like, from that list. What do you mean? I mean, they're like the only one that's like a southern rock band, and and uh, and the rest of them are like like harder rock music, you know. And then March thirteen, two thousand six, during the hall twenty-four induction ceremony, inductees included Ready Ronnie, Fred, Alan. Colin, Gray, Washington, Ed King, Steve Gain, Bailey Pyle, and Artemis Pyle. Yeah, all the original band members. Yes. But I I still think that Johnny should have been included with that, though, because... He was also a big part of like the band's success. Well, I'm sure they mentioned him in the in the thank you speech. I'm just saying, Johnny. I feel that Johnny should uh, like should have uh, deserved to be inducted in the Hall of Fame with uh, like with Leonard Skinner. Yeah, because uh, he was a huge part of uh, Skinner's. Success. So I made on April 2017 a Sorry to interrupt you, dude, but you are cutting in and out really bad. No. Crap. Crap, 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 crap. All right, let me see if I can fix it. Talking. Yeah, you sound like you're okay now. I'm okay now? I think so, yeah. Okay, good. So, 
on April 4, 2017, a biopic film project was announced. <clears throat> the film was native titled Street Survivors, the true story of the Leonard Skinner in June 2020. Okay. So there's a movie. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to see it right after this. Okay. And March 13, 2018, filmmaker <gasps> Stephen Kiljic premiered his documentary called If I Leave Here Tomorrow, which is uh, the of Freebird, by the way. At the yeah, Seaside, I haven't seen that yet either. At I'm, the Seaside Theater during his South by Southwest was joined on stage by Johnny Fenton and Gary Washington and the world premiere to speak to fans about the film. So... Yeah, I... I, uh... You know, I really adore Leonard Skinner, man. Um, I know last year for Christmas, I actually hired um, like Johnny Van Zant to do a uh, cameo for like for my mom, right for Christmas. And did he? And he did. Um, and and my mom, like my mom, absolutely loved it. Um, I will, like, send it to you after, uh, like, after this. Okay. But, um, but yeah, my mom absolutely loved it. Um, unfortunately, this year, um, and every year going forward, my, uh, dad is just going to have to figure out something to, like, give my mom for Christmas because, uh, give my mom something for Christmas because we can never top last year's Christmas ever again. I mean, how can you? Because I, uh, cause I gave her the cameo of Johnny Van Zant, and my dad gave her a, a, a authentic a hand-signed autograph with the COA and a picture of him signing it of uh George Beatles. Oh my dude. And uh so not only it had a COA but it actually shows like show him like shows a picture of George Harrison signing that photo. Nice. So you can't get any more real that like more any more real than that. Oh yeah, no doubt. So, not only with the COA, but actually of him with the like pen and the and actually physically signing it. Yeah. So, but yeah, so between what my dad gave her and what I gave her, there's no way we can top it. Yeah, I mean, how are you going to top that? We can't. <laughs> we we really can't. I'm like. The only thing that I, I um, that I could probably like 
it would cost me like a lot of money that I could think of that would um be just as good as if I could get like, my hands on like for instance Ronnie Van Zandt's hat, which I think would pretty much be impossible at this point. Oh, for sure. But, but yeah, um, yeah, both his brother and, like, you know, both Ronnie and Johnny are very, that have uh, very distinct looks. Like, yeah, for, yeah. for Ronnie, everybody knows him with the, like, with, uh, with the hat. You know, he all, he would, like, every time he was out in public, he always, like, wore, they like, wore a, a hat. Well, he's a southern boy. I mean, and but for but for John, like for Johnny, like and every concert he's like wearing like he like he like he wears like a biker, uh, like a biker vest. Yeah, that's that's his look. That's his thing. So, so. And, Say what? They have fourteen albums. Yeah. First album was August thirteenth, nineteen seventy three. And yep, that was uh, pre- that was uh, that was uh, called pron- uh, pronounced Leonard Skinner, by the way. Yeah. The second album was August twenty fifth, nineteen seventy four. Called that second was second. Helping. Second helping. And they peaked at number 12 on the billboard, and it went double platinum. The third yeah. album was March 24, 1975, called Nothing Fancy, which peaked at number 9 and went platinum. Which, uh, uh, which um, never made sense to me, because... Because... Um, because Second Helping was way more popular, and like they do way more songs from the Second Helping album than they do of the Nothing Fancy. That's why Nothing Fancy only went one platinum and not double platinum like the other first two albums. So the third album, uh, sorry, fourth album was February second, nineteen seventy six, called "Give Me Back My Bullets." Yep. at number 20 and went gold. Yeah, um I you know that like that's a good album as well. Uh, that that was a good album as well. They had um, several songs on there I really liked. The sixth album which was like you said his last album was Street Survivors, which was October 17th, 1977. Dude, that's, that's even weirder. And, and, and let me tell you why. I did not know that like, like, I just knew the year. Yeah. I did not know that the day. So the Street Survivors uh, come out, and then three days later, he gets in a, like, uh, in a plane crash. You find that, that is weird? weird? That is weird. That that is like bizarre. Well, it peaked at number five on the billboard and it went 
double platinum. I believe it. Um, mainly because of um, mainly because of what happened. That I bet. Yeah. People were probably like trying to scooch, like scoop that up because they probably were thinking this is like Ronnie's uh, very last album that he did alive. Yeah. So. So the sixth album is called. It was released on June. 11991 like live off of that album because well no nope. me the songs off the album it's smoke stat lightning keeping the faith solid woman woman pure and simple i've seen enough good thing money man matt street crawler it's a killer mama say goodbye end of the road yeah, I've never heard of any of those songs. Neither have I. But, but yeah, they don't even do that at um, even at the concerts. Uh, mainly because probably unless like you are an you know a diehard uh like uh diehard Skinner fan, you're you're not going to know it. Yeah. So, uh, the next album was released on February 16th, 1993, and it was called The Last Rebel. And it peaked again on number 64 on the Billboard's. No, album... I, have heard, I have heard of that album. Have I you... think I've. I think I've. I heard some of the songs from it, too. Well, some of the songs are on the next level are... Do, 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 do. Never heard good, of it. Not, good Loving, Hard to Find. One I've thing, heard that one. One Thing, Can't Take That Away, Best Things in Life, The Last Rebel, Out of Hell in My Dodge, Kiss Your Freedom Goodbye, South of Heaven, Love Don't Always Come Easy, and Border Run. Okay. So, so the album after that is August Night, 1994, called The Endangered Species. I I know I've heard uh, songs off of that album as well. Have you? The songs yeah. after that album are Down South Shooking. I've heard uh, of that one. Heartbreak Hotel. I've heard of that one. Devil in the Bottle. 
Okay. Things going on. Satellite special. Uh, you see, okay, so that's uh, the album that that um uh, that I was talking about, where Johnny we did uh, "Sweet Home Alabama." Was it? Yes, but, and, like that—that's the one I was telling you about. I forgot the album like that. I forgot it was on "Endangered Species." That's like the one I was telling you where uh, they slowed down "Sweet Home Alabama." Which I think and, is stupid because. Yeah, I agree. My home album, I get pumped because that's a rocking song. Yeah. They, you know. But. But yeah, um, Heartbreak Hotel, if I remember correctly, that's actually uh, of them covering Elvis. Yeah, it sounds like an Elvis song. Yeah, if I remember correctly, that's uh, that's uh, them covering Elvis. Yes. Uh, they will. Uh, ain't I ain't the one. I am not losing. All I have is a song. Poison whiskey. Good luck, bad luck. The last rebel and hillbilly blues. Which album is that? Uh, Indecent Species. Okay, so... So, yeah, I've, I've heard several of those songs. Not all of them, but I have heard several of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but one that... We that April 20th, 1997, called 20... And one that was released on August 10th, 1999, called End of Forever. Yeah, 20 is like the one that I was telling you about where they, uh, they, where they did, um, Traveling Man. Yeah. Uh, in September 12th, 2000, they did Christmas Time again. Uh, which I have, by the way. I have that album. Christmas album? Yep. Uh, May 20th, 2003 was Business Cycle. Yeah, I've, I've heard some of the songs on, on that one. September 29, 2009, God and Guns. Great song, by the way. And the last album they did was on August 21st, 2012. Called Last of the Dying Breed. Another good song, by the way. But yeah, that's all new albums. So, yep. Um, listen, um, we're going to end it there. Yeah. It's going to be a so, good stopping point. Yep. Um, until next time, guys, stay awesome. Stay awesome. Waka waka.